Hello and happy 22 to you. It is January 22nd and it is currently 222 Mountain Time here in Colorado. And we have a very special guest today who actually took our 222222 spot. Um, he actually specifically requested it because he, he knows about the branding, he knows about the appeal, the draw. And so it's awesome today that we are able to have the show line up on January 22nd. Isn't that crazy? So happy 22 to all of you. Today we have a very special guest. He has personally taught me a lot and helped Zova out a lot. We've worked with him in the past and he's been involved in some of the biggest event companies in the entire world, including Tixer, Supernova, Wizarding World Comic Con. And with us today is none other than the man himself, Mr. Patrick Bradley. There he is. Am I going to beam Hello. in from high above the heavens? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's so great to have you. I'm really happy that you agreed to be on the show because you are just this wealth of knowledge that um, it, it's amazing. I mean, you, you've taught us quite a bit, Patrick. So, oh, My pleasure, yep. Aaron. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I don't, yes. I don't, you know, I got to be honest. I don't really know what, uh, what you want to cover here, but here's the thing is... Right. I think it's good for everyone to subject themselves to this at some point. It's just improvisation. Yeah. Just let it go. Yes. I'm going to say whatever you want to talk about. Oh, by the way, thank you for the tea. I know this is a whole tea time thing. That's what you got me. Yogi tea, just per my request. I'm more of a coffee drinker, but for you, yep. Aaron, I would do almost yep. anything with tea. And by the oh. way, <laughs> thank in you honor so much. of... In honor of you quoting um, some of my recent uh, resume in the pop culture yes. live events Comic Con space, I pulled out this for you, Aaron. Look at that action! Oh my gosh, that is. If I put oh, my head on it, I'm kind of like almost you're, a superhero. You're, you're it. Yeah, you are. Wow, that's fantastic. Courtesy of my, my nine-year-old made that for me. God bless her. Wow, that's a, that's really good. That's a yeah. really good mug. Let's just say it was it was at one of those places where you make your own pottery, so maybe she did some painting. Okay. I think that's, we can give her that. Got it. Got it. That's still, it's still great. And I actually have, um, you know, the, the, my, my wife got me this. This is my chameleon, my chameleon mug. I can't see why camouflage jokes are so funny. <laughs> by my mug. <laughs> so thank you. And I'm actually, I usually pour as a, as a, as an element of danger to the show, Patrick, I always pour the hot boiling tea right on the show. Oh, yep. We got the shot where I'm over my, my body and my computer, my new computer. So it's always a, a danger yeah. element here. Yes. <laughs> oh, Two-handed. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's nice. That's nice. So what the what do you want to talk about, man? What to talk to me? So yeah, I mean you've done so much, and we want to cover as much as possible because you know this is for a lot of people to to watch and just get as much information as they can out of. And by the way, any of you in the audience, if you have questions, drop them in the comments, and we will ask Patrick live. So this is your chance. I mean. Patrick is like, you know, he's up there in the world of pop culture and Comic-Cons. If you have questions about events or anything, you've got to drop them here because this is, a, this is an opportunity that you can't pass up. 
So I really, really want to emphasize that. But we also have our own questions that, that we've created. Um, and you have gotten in front of so many big businesses and become somebody who is a leader in these businesses. Can you kind of take me through your elevator pitch throughout your business career to land those? Oh, wow. Well, well I mean, let's see. I, my elevator pitch in my career is I'm a media and advertising and entertainment executive type now. Um, <clears throat> I kind of shot out of college or university kind of with aspirations to go right into my own business. I thought I was going to make movies and produce films, and, and but I, right away I learned I didn't want to kind of go into what's called the studio system. I wanted to kind of right, do okay. my own thing in a way. So, yeah, I mean, basically right out of school uh, with a, another guy started just a scrappy little company in the digital space, advertising, helping brands get on the internet, basically. So it was pretty early days. Right, okay. So um, those brands happen to be Fox Studios and wow. MGM, Paramount, and we ended up getting wow. heavily into fashion with, I helped Kenneth Cole himself, believe it or not, get on the internet. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. I know, crazy. And and you in, ended up selling first, that company off, right, eventually, or? Yeah, we were able to exit that really nicely. We sold it to, at the time, the largest advertising conglomerate still around uh, called Interpublic Group. So, yeah, we, we, we were able to exit that really nicely. So, anyway, just, you know, got into the advertising digital space and then quickly after exiting that company, got into kind of digital entertainment Kind of the new world would be YouTube, yeah. and Netflix, and everything. I was very early on in that video on demand, and then I call this chapter my live events life. And uh, you mentioned some of the event companies I've been fortunate to work with, very much in the kind of entertainment, celebrity, pop culture world. And now, the last year, I've, I've taken on a role as chief revenue officer uh, for a leading yes. global ticketing company. So yeah, that's kind of my that's not really an elevator pitch. That's like, I guess if you were in a very large building, that's, right, that's what I'm exactly. doing that, that's the That's the prior experience resume section that you've, that you've lined out for us. But that, yeah. that is amazing how you're able to, to dive into that stuff. And, you know, you have entertainment pretty much plastered on every single thing you touch. Can you dive in a little bit more about the entertainment world and your role? And then as the chief revenue officer of Tixer, like I do want you to maybe, you know, plug that a little bit for anybody out there who's watching about Tixer because that's a pretty innovative, cool platform. It really is. Thank you. Uh, you know, I say thank you as if I built it. I didn't. Uh, but I'm fortunate <laughs> to be a part of it. So, yeah, entertainment is, I guess, always been in my blood in some way, even though I grew up on the East Coast. I went out to school and studied at USC with the intention, like I said, of entering Hollywood in some way. Uh, and ended up doing that, but more on my own terms, I guess, as a business entrepreneur working with the entertainment large companies. Um, so, yeah, but I've also dabbled, almost like Moonlighted, to have produced feature films. I have award-winning feature films that I've been able to work on with great actors like Jeff Goldblum and, and others. Oh, wow. um, and then, yeah, you probably didn't know that about me, but so I went yeah. through a, about it's a, surprise a decade. <laughs> 
you know, it's like I'd have I'd have my day job working, you know, as uh, at a company that I I often co-founded, or and then I'd be making these movies nights and weekends for fun. And really, honestly, the creative stuff I left to the geniuses, but I would raise the money and make sure it got mm-hmm. done on budget and stuff like that. So a lot of fun. And I was at the time. Now I'm in your neighborhood, Colorado, but at the time living above yep. Sunset Strip in Hollywood, overlooking the city and living that chapter well, uh, you know, and, and just, you know, being in the center of Hollywood, it was natural to be doing a lot of business there. So, but now with, with Tixer, um, we work with amazing artists like Dead Mouse. Uh, we're doing mm-hmm. cool stuff with them. Yeah. And uh, we did some of the biggest live streams over the holiday, including the legendary Kiss. Uh, but we also yep. work with Kiss 2020 goodbye. Yes, exactly. Yep. Exactly. So live streaming stuff. So yeah, just all over all things entertainment and Tixers right in the heart of it. Wow. And and speaking of Tixer as kind of a, a really innovative company, you've not only been involved with these huge event companies, but also some of the most innovative companies. Ripe Digital uh, was one of the, the first movers in on-demand content. And now Tixer's innovating for people to purchase tickets and for people to experience events digitally. What's the importance of innovation and how do you come up with and or even get involved in these types of companies where innovation is really placed first? Wow, uh, you know, honestly, you're right. I've, I've always been involved in mostly digital-based companies, technology-based companies, and they've all sort of been on the forefront or you know, certainly, maybe not the first, but certainly innovating as one of the leaders. It's just been, I guess I attract to that. I always think, like, where's the opportunity and where does it fit in with, you know, my, my lifestyle, my interests. And, you know, it's, it's right. it, for anyone out there listening, if you're thinking about, like, what's going to make you happy because inevitably you work a lot. If you're like me, right. you end up doing that. you got to be in a space that's really motivating you and, you know, you're passionate about. So... These types of things that I've been involved with have really suited me personally and fed a passion. Innovation just seems to be a big part of that, right? So with Tixer, you know, you can imagine the live events year of 2020 has been a struggle for most. I mean, you can imagine being the owner of a live music venue right now and or restaurants and and other places where people gather and God forbid, live events, arenas, sports, and music, and everything. So it's been a real challenge. So you have to innovate when that happens. And Tixer, we've been able to do that. You mentioned live streaming. We're a leader now in global live streams for music and yep. pop culture, as well as we're entering into some other areas of events, uh, the event space, with technology leading the way. Wow. That's amazing. Um, kind of off of that question, we have a question from our audience, which I believe you know, Daniel James Vandenberg. And oh, yeah, he sure. Has a question for you. Yeah. He says, what would you say is the biggest driver and skill set that you need to work with high-level companies like Tixer? Is it years of experience or persistence? Only those two I can only choose, Daniel. It's very limiting. No, you no, can. I mean, you can put you can <laughs> you can no. put as much as you want. No, 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 no. 
It's a good question. Honestly, like I, for me, I've been lucky in the fact that like when I, my career has been such where it, it sort of naturally unfolds um, up until two gigs ago, I had only worked at companies where I was founding them with usually with a partner. Um, and so that, that I did take my first kind of role at a company where I wasn't the founder. And that happened really naturally because the person who was the main investor had invested in a prior company of mine. So we knew each other and he thought, you know, this would be something he'd want me to look at. And then it's since then, it's sort of happened two other times and Tixers included. I've known the group there for years because I was at a company where we were looking for a great provider and they won the business because they weren't the best. Uh, and I've retained that friendship. And then a year ago, the CEO kind of came to me and said, hey, would you ever think about it? So it's things have naturally unfolded. So my only advice is follow what you love, uh, be cool and be quality, and things are just going to be cool. Work out. Okay. That's some, that's some great advice. And along those same exact lines, how would you say that networking has advanced your role in these different brands and these different career paths? And how do you, and not only that, but let's go even further. How do you build that relationship, number one, but then something that, that is difficult, I think, in the business world is not only building the relationship, but sustaining it over time. It seems like whoever you come in contact with, they love you forever. So how do you do that? Well, yeah, networking, what, I, what comes to mind is like the, the, the digital world of networking. And of course, prior to that, it was going to events and choosing with people. And, I mean, life communication uh, is networking, I guess. Uh, again, authenticity is the word that comes to mind. Just if you're, if you're authentic, you're passionate and, you know, you, you know, you relate well with people and, and uh, treat them with respect. It, then you've made a relationship for life. So uh, it, it, it gets right down to to the, the communication set. So whether it's happening digitally or starting that way, or now, unfortunately, primarily on screens, uh, right. while we're all limited on in-person exposure, you know, there's still a way to make a connection, right? I, I've had to sell and meet new people and do calls like this in the last nine months. So you have to figure that out. You've got to find a way to connect. And, you know, it's human to human connection, no, how, no matter how hard it starts or how it starts. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, networking is constant, but I don't think of it like that. I just think of it like, you know, relating with people and usually, you know, by the hundreds each week. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and probably just staying cool and being quality as well, just like your last answer a little bit as well. Can we get a t-shirt on that? Zova Marketing t-shirt with branding on the back? Yes, yes, we're going to print a Zova Marketing t-shirt with that on the back. That, that's going to happen, By the way, Patrick. And you I will, see there's a counter up in the right for me. There's a counter. Are we, is that a per-question timer? And do consumers see oh, that? Yeah, or is that kind of, yeah uh, the, no, they actually, I guess right now they can't. But, um, yeah, it's just okay. to kind of you know, keep time keep moving. It away. Yeah. No, it's fine. It was on before in a, a few other episodes, but yeah, we've got a, everyone who doesn't know there's a counter in the background keeping our time. 
um, on our screen, which you can't see as the viewer, but it's red and kind of scary, so it, it keeps us. <laughs> it keeps us. I'm amateur. I've amateur. I've broken the fourth. Please, please no, proceed. No, it's all right. It's all right. Everybody, break the fourth. Ask us more questions. We we don't. We don't have unlimited time with Patrick, so if you have more questions, to all of my entertainment friends out there, musicians, people who are trying to be in movies, indie films, like, now's the time. I mean, seriously, Daniel, Daniel's asked some great questions. Don't be afraid to, to ask here, and, and Patrick will, will tell it straight, that's for sure. Um, you've been involved with organizing and promoting some of the biggest events in the world. What would you say are some things that event producers should be doing and thinking about to make their events successful? Well, right now it's all about managing the, the pandemic situation, right? So live events are right. completely, you know, restricted or unable to happen. You know, most venues out there are closed. Uh, convention centers haven't been able to host events. You know, that's where a lot of them happen, arenas, Amphitheater. So you got to be really creative. So in my world in 2020, we did a lot of social distanced events. We built technology to support live streaming and virtual and meet and greets and all of that stuff. So mm -hmm. you have to be entrepreneurial, creative, like any, any business. Um, and now I guess, you know, from an event producer or promoter standpoint, the people that actually make the events happen, my clients in the Tixer ticketing and technology world, they're all thinking about how do we do them but stay within the guidelines that have been set usually by the state or, or local government, right? So how do right. you be creative, do things, you know, safely within those guidelines but still generate revenue, you know? So it's, you know, yeah. the new word of 2021 in the live events business is hybrid. So that's going to be a big part of this year. Okay, so hybrid is really the way that they should be going. And, and how, so then how does the technology that we currently have, I don't think a lot of people know about what's out there. Here's a follow-up question. What about the technology that we have and that you've helped sell and Tixer has helped to create? How can you create those hybrid events so that they can be successful and not so scary and daunting um, for somebody who's never done anything digitally before with events? Well, oh, um, so so for someone who's never really done anything before with 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 events or, or digital events, I mean, there's all kinds of outlets out there. I mean, obviously, if you're going to do something digital, you have to have a way to film it and, and distribute it. You can do things for free on prop platforms like YouTube and Facebook Live and Instagram, right? And, and like what like we're that. doing right now. <laughs> exactly. And give it away yep. for free, but that doesn't help you monetize. Or you do it through a, a paywall of some sort. So, you know, Tixer is a platform that's been around for like nine years as a mass scale live events business that now has live streaming capabilities, uh, utilizing all that tech. So it's actually really robust and the tech stack is deep. Whereas a lot of live event, live streaming companies are pretty new and, and they're light on the technology, which is why. It, You've seen, I don't know yep. if you've seen how they're in the marketplace. Some of these big uh, artists doing live streams that have fans all over the world, and they go to perform, and it doesn't work. <laughs> That's yeah. happened to many artists that. in the last days. So exactly. you got to make sure that you're using, if you're a major 
brand or festival or artist or whatever can support the volume at scale. So, yeah, but I don't know if that answers your question, but, you know, be creative and uh, use the right tech. And, and Tixer, I'll be honest, has great tech support. If you can't figure something out, don't know what's going on, they kind of come in and save your butt pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah. So, um, and, we, and I love Tixer because, and this is just from Zovo, we've helped out lots of clients who are using Tixer as their ticketing platform. Conversion tracking is a breeze, which is an issue for some ticketing platforms, not for Tixer it's very easy to do conversion tracking. So that, I mean, that is a huge plus. If you're in the marketing world, you've got to have that. Um, a few more questions real quick. Actually, my dad wants to know if you and Gene Simmons are, are solid buds now. Oh, that's funny. Uh, actually, <laughs> wouldn't go that far, uh, but I was fortunate to be on some uh, Zoom calls with Gene and Paul Stanley who are both really, really amazing marketers, if you didn't know. Some people knew that about Gene's famous for merchandising his brand and all that stuff. But Paul Stanley is smart as well. I mean, those guys came up with some brilliant ideas on the front end of pre-marketing the show, which was the live from Dubai global live stream, and it's now a Guinness World Record three times over and was the most successful live stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was wildly successful, and we were a great part of that. We were happy to be a part of it. And and Gene, yeah, Gene and and Paul, they're you know when you when you've done what they've done, they think of life in a whole different way than you and I might. They're not worried about yep. my coffee warm right now or tea. <laughs> right, exactly. That that Thanks. is a golden Yes. And then, you know, Josh French, my, my business, my business partner, he has a question. Are there any daily habits or processes that you attribute to the success you'd have in business? Good one, Josh. Um, I have it now. I can't say I always did, but maybe, maybe, uh, I forget, but, but I having a doubt daily practices has been really important for me, for me also, like, uh, you need to you release as much as you give to the work environment, especially mentally. Right. So you got to figure out your outlets. For me nowadays, living in beautiful mountainous Colorado, I get out every morning. You know, it's the you've you've, you've heard things like the five a.m. club and stuff like that. I'm not on that, yeah. frankly, but I'm up early, sunrise, run with the dog, enjoying the mountain oh, air. You got to do that kick off the day. Um, I'm a a faith-based guy, so that's always a part of my morning. And then really just, you know, figure out your your release triggers throughout the day. And I'll leave that to everybody on the the viewing side to figure out their own version of that. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's got to keep the body and mind and soul all in good shape. Wow. We have to go for a run together sometime. I'm an, I'm an avid runner. I'm, I know you are. So yeah, yeah. I we have to remember that. We have to do Speak that. One last, yes. One last question, and this is from Daniel sure. again. And this, this is a great question, Daniel. When is a good time to pull the plug on a project that you think has huge potential but is lacking 
in execution and success? Well, you know the old adage, it's all about execution, right? So the idea can be brilliant, but it's all about execution. So um, I don't know. For me, you know, I'm really trying to figure out how to connect with the gut, the instinct, where you know for sure the answer. Yes. So I say I'm trying to figure that out. I'm always figuring that out, but I'm really – you know, more and more, if you're honest with yourself, that's your gut. So I would say, don't know what this particular project is maybe that you're thinking through, but I think if you sit down and you let your gut get in the game, you're going to find out that it is or it just isn't worth it. You know, to me, life is short in the sense that you only only have so much time in the day so you got to make sure wherever you're committing your time, it's going to have to have the payout you ultimately are looking for. So listen to your gut. That's all I can say. That's amazing. And one last question. Actually, I owe, I owe this guy a lot. He was one of my teachers in middle school, so I, actually, I have to slip it in here. His name's Kirk Vogel. He is a composer for band and orchestra music. He's fantastic. Okay. Um, I had him as a choir director in middle school at Heath Middle School. And so his question is, how does he expand his presence in his niche market that he exists in, which is, again, the band and orchestral music arena? Do you have any, have you any insight from marketing in that area? How does he do what? So how does he expand his presence in that area? How does he get more awareness and, and get himself more out there? He has all of the sheet music that he has composed for band and orchestra, um, and he wants to know, like, how does he get out there? Sure. I mean, I want to learn more about what he's looking to achieve. So I think first he's wants, for him, he should define what does that really mean? What does he ultimately sit down and think through, like, what do you want? What are you trying to, is it grow your, your network? Is it achieve more, get more business, more opportunities? Is it uh, to nurture more more kids and teach more kids what you know like what is it you ultimately want to find that then um you know figure out like what are the tools that could help you get there i mean naturally now we live in really an amazing time for marketers and i've been fortunate to kind of grow up and see it unfold i mean you know with 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 uh, all things digital and and your world aaron about you know you know, conversion marketing and, and, and being able to tell a story with sight, sound, and motion video, uh, you know, yep. inexpensively, like free, and then get it out there. Like, there's so much opportunity. If you're super creative, uh, you know, look at some of the, the world of influencers. They're basically creating their own careers and building massive following and becoming their own media companies pretty much for free, you know? Yep. So if people like what you're doing, uh, all you have to do is kind of figure out a way to package it up, package it up, and allow them to experience it. And you're going to build an audience, and you're going to grow an audience that you can then ultimately, I was going to say, monetize or embrace or affect or whatever it is you're looking. So define what you want, and then understand all the tools at your disposal. And if you're creative, which it sounds like you are, you know, use everything out there. You, you know, because now's the amazing time 
in the world of media to do that? All of the secret sauce. So just, just to let you know, we call when somebody like, you know, has something really valuable, spill in the secret sauce. And we got all of it today <laughs> from Patrick Bradley. I wish we could have you on longer. Maybe in the future we'll have you on again. You're always working on new and innovative things, so I definitely need to have you back on the show. Again, we've worked with Patrick. He's worked with us. And it's just a delight every time, every time we're together and doing things. So really, thank you so much, Patrick. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who's watching who participated and asked questions and who has supported us through this entire process. It's been a lot, you know, through our almost four years now in business that we've been, it, we've, we've come a long way. And this show has been getting better and better. A big thank you to Bike Shop Agency, Phil Van Druden and Peter Romero once again. Thank you to all of our fans, all of our clients. Thank you to Patrick Bradley, the man, the myth, the legend, who has just, this, this entire world that we, we didn't even scratch the surface of everyone. I mean, there, we could go on for millennia going into Patrick's life and his knowledge. But we're out of time for today. And uh, so usually at the end here, we do a little cheers. And then, I, and then we'll see everybody next time. So thank you for joining us once again. And cheers. Nostravi. Australia. <laughs> <laughs>